hail our fair river. Vale Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rivervale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And welcome to the Rivervale Register. Return. Return to Rivervale. It's been, like, we were just talking about how it's been, like, almost an actual real-time year since the Rivervale episode. So much time has passed, and I don't really understand how that happened, but I guess they just took a huge break. Yeah, remember, they did, like, those five episodes... And then they were like, all right, see you in the new year. And then, like, it didn't come back until after January or maybe even later than that. Well, I'm thinking now that... Because it's super weird. It's in the summer. By the way, show, don't do that again. Oh, man, John, I was doing the math, and I don't think you're going to like what I'm going to say. No! (laughs) I I think it might have to be. Or, okay, so technically, if a show is 22 episodes long, that's about... There's a fly. Isn't the next season guaranteed to be less than that? I'm saying that season seven will probably have at least 15 episodes, but I don't think anything is official. Honestly, I'm really trying to manifest a not 22 episode season of Riverdale. Because <laughs> We're going to make I, a vision Scientifically, board. I think you can prove now that Riverdale is better with less. I agree. Because even though this season is like a full 22 episodes, the fact that we even had that five episode arc does make it feel like a shorter tighter. season. It's it is. tighter. So I agree. I think that I think fifteen would be a great amount. I think thirteen would be a great amount, but also I think ten would be a fantastic amount. <laughs> John's like a tight four. You know, episodes. six. They could do it in six. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, maybe one two-hour movie. Right, a two-hour movie finale <laughs> would be would be fantastic. I do think that would. Actually I think be great I was really funny. I think I read. The, I'm not sure if it was Deadline or where I read the news about the uh, the new season also being announced as the final season. But, like, when they're talking about it, be like, despite the show still having a popular fan base, this news was met with a lot of, of the fans being happy about it because they also believe the show is dwindling down. Yeah, no, it's actually very funny. But like I the whole the set hour... fan base is like, we love the show. Thank you for ending it. Thank you. I mean, I think that it's time. I do hope that our fans, if we have fans, do you guys listen? I do hope that our personal fans are sad about our podcast ending. So I just hope that. Because we'll never podcast again after that. I mean, I didn't say that. Are you saying that? We'll talk (laughs) later. We'll we'll talk about it in a year. It's a cliffhanger. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's a a cliffhanger. I would hope not never again, but also no pressure. If you hate doing this, it's fine, John. You you put in your time. You put in like 115 (laughs) hours so far. So it's okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. We can still be friends. We are friends. I know. I'm just saying. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. See you around, stranger. (laughs) What do we? Your dog will forget who I am. That's so sad, John. Don't even say that. I'm joking. Of course, it's not funny. It's not a funny joke. We're doing. We're doing bits. We're doing bits. What if I didn't care? What if? Classic comedy. (laughs) What if I didn't care about you at all, Caitlin? What about that? Isn't that hilarious? So funny. I love it. Defin- definitely good for my very needy personality who needs constant validation. I love these kind of bits. By the way, guys, I don't know if you can tell, but John and I are in separate rooms right now. Listen, but not, it's, not, it's not my <laughs> fault. It's not Caitlin's fault. It's Grant's fault. It's Grant's fault. You guys my don't roommate, know Grant. My roommate Grant is sick and is taking over-the-counter COVID tests that are coming back negative, but he feels very sick. And that's kind of enough these days to do virtual. 
What kind of sick does Grant feel like? I'm just curious. Uh, he was struggling to get out of bed. Oh, for yeah. Yeah, whatever, that's bad. For, like, going out to get, like, a real test somewhere. Although, you oh, know what's yeah. funny? Mm-hmm. I am so used to being in the entertainment industry and, like, getting all of my tests through work yeah. that when you when you had had that scare, I was, like, literally, like, wait, how do I get COVID tested if not through my job? <laughs> So weird. Who do I talk to about that? And I'm like at the CVS hitting like the minute clinic buttons be like, what do you mean I can't get tested today? And then it'd be like, no, no, no. They sell them in boxes now. They sell them, John. You didn't know that? You can get them literally on Amazon. Yeah. That's how I found out yeah. I had COVID. So I guess it does. I guess those rabbit tests can be effective. But I've also heard like crazy things where people like definitely had COVID and were sick for like five days with a fever. And then on like the sixth day... They tested positive, so. Yeah, right. In fulfillment of the scriptures. What'd you say? In fulfillment fulfillment of the scriptures. On the sixth day, they tested positive for COVID. Ah, yes. yes. The Bible. The anthology series. Hey, it's relevant. It's all part of this. It's all part of it. John, what do we do now? Do I talk about the episode title? I think we talk about our fans. Oh, my God. What have our fans been talking to us about? Well, the first one was, do you think that Alice is really dead? And do you think that they're going to bring her back? And as oh, someone is that who just what made learned, you go, hey, what happened? <laughs> so as someone who just learned that Alice and Frank and somebody else, Sheriff Keller? Tom Keller, yeah. Sheriff Tom, Tom Keller. Keller. Sheriff Tom, Co- Tom Keller. Were apparently, Tom Cat were apparently murdered. Yeah. That they, was hard they, for me. They, of course, invoked the classic screenwriting rule of tell, don't show. By ending the episode with Percival group texting the gang to tell them, hey, I killed your parents. <laughs> and that and one father dark. figure. And <laughs> uh, it's it's just like a picture of them with blindfolds in front of the guillotines and you don't see anything happen. And it's something I'm struggling whether or not I believe or not. Jughead's narration says, yeah, Caitlin, this is happening right now. Uh, uh, this is real, uh, and it's still something that I'm struggling to believe if it's real or not, but I think we will talk about that more in the rumor mill. I think probably we're gonna do, like, an Avengers Endgame situation, if it is real, but I don't know. Well, sure, and we know that Percival is planning an army of the dead. Yeah, so that's true. Everyone's who could be back. members of that army of the dead that would be more emotionally affecting than just zombies? Hmm. But would they have no heads? <laughs> so, that's kind of disturbing. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they should. I really don't like decapitation. I just want to bring that up. Oh, really? Not a that's, fan. Oh, that's not like, a fan. That's not one of your favorites? And no. What are, the, what are the methods of execution that you do like? I actually don't believe in capital punishment. Oh. But, but if I had to rank them, here's my ranking. <laughs> uh, so, so, Caitlin's yeah. top five ways. Yeah, look, I'm sure I've written that listicle at some point in my in my writing career. So, <laughs> Top five forms of capital punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I know we don't want to do it, but if we had to do it, you know. Yeah, based on vibes. Based on vibes. Guys, I'm so sorry. I do not mean to be offensive to anyone. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, that is, I wrote a lot of listicles. What can I say? <laughs> hey, everyone John, has to start somewhere. And John, who wrote this episode? Perfect oh, segue. Wait, but what's the title of this episode? Perfect uh, reti- reverse card, like an Umo. Uno. <laughs> Umo. Umo. Famous Umo. game Umo. That, that's how they would play it in Riverdale. They call it Umo. 
I think that the title is just a normal title called Return to Rivervale, and it's based on Rivervale, which oh. is a thing that happened. Allegedly. That checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that we barely remember. No, it's been a while. What was Rivervale about? Look, there is like Tony was like the La Llorona, and right. Cheryl was her grandma. Of course, and of course. Fangs was a misogynistic murderer, I think. And I haven't trusted in him the past. Since. Yes. Yeah, but I haven't trusted him since. I'm not really sure why. <laughs> no coming back from that. Yeah, no. I know it wasn't like technically his fault, but I mean, mm, just saying. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I think I think Fangs has to work some stuff out. That's just my thought. So, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that's, that's all it. I got. Yeah. That's uh, all I got. That's all you got. All right. <laughs> well, this episode was written by Ted Sullivan and Devin Turner. Cool. cool. <laughs> Sorry, what did they do with their thing? <laughs> huh? I, they they sound great, but uh, why are they great? What did they do? I Ted Sullivan. Mm, right. I so don't Ted remember. Sullivan previously wrote Chapter One Hundred and Two, Death at a Funeral. Was that when there was a death at a funeral? Actually, no, I don't think there was ever a death at a funeral. Was there no death at the funeral? Let's check it out. There was Hiram's funeral? Yeah, okay. So following the explosion at the Andrews' residence, Archie assembles a team to help rebuild his home. Jughead copes with his new reality. Veronica breaks some news to the town, which later prompts a visit from her mother. Does anyone die? This is the one where the, the trash bag killer tries to kill Archie, but Archie just got superpowers. Oh, right, right, right. That's when he's right. saved by his dog. Who, by the way, we've not been using the dog since. No, bingo. We've used the other dog. We've used Vegas. Bingo, that's correct. Yeah, <laughs> right. bingo. Heaven Vegas. Heaven Vegas. Bingo and his magical legs. That's what. That's all we know about bingo uh, now. <laughs> Ted also wrote chapter 83, Fire in the Sky. Is that when there's fire in the sky? I don't uh, remember that one either. <laughs> this link is used, so I think we've checked this one before. Uh, <laughs> We've had this conversation. Yeah, Archie begins fine. to recruit Riverdale's new volunteer fire department. Veronica comes up with a risky plan to support Riverdale's local businesses while Jughead and Tabitha begin to unravel an old mystery. Huh. Crazy. Do you remember Super- now? No. Riverbucks? No, I don't. The homeless guy they meet and then he immediately dies in a fire? That was horrible. Oh my god, that was so messed up. Why did he have to die? It's a TV show. Anything can happen. It's all make-believe. Why did he have to do that? <laughs> it's not real. Anything could have happened. Anything could have happened. It could have been fine. <laughs> and Ted so- also wrote on uh, Killing Mr. Honey. Ooh, that's when they killed Mr. Honey. Not actually. <laughs> they didn't actually kill Mr. Honey. Interesting. Right. Very interesting. And then Devin wrote uh, chapter 105, Folk Heroes. Okay. I, mm, that's when they do the folk hero stuff and Archie does all those things. Yes. Yeah. You correct. know what I mean. Uh-huh. You got it. You got the vibe. It's Did all good. Chapter 93, Dance of Death. Uh, do you remember? No. Yeah, me neither. It's, and okay. that's a used link also. So we've had this question before. Guys, I'm sorry. We really know a lot more about Riverdale than the average person. But now we're in a Rivervale episode, so that's probably why things are fuzzy. That's what's going on. That's After it. learning that a friend has gone mi- missing, Tabitha enlists help from Jughead and Betty. Penelope plants doubt in Kevin's mind, and explosion of the mines leaves several lives hanging in the balance. Oh my god, Squeaky. <laughs> that's right, Squeaky. Squeaky. Huh, that explosion doesn't give anyone superpowers. Interesting. 
Yeah, I think that I think we gotta gloss over those uh, those little. <laughs> Not every explosion gives people superpowers. Exactly those inconsistencies, because there have been quite a bit of explosions. There have been a lot. Like Pops was always exploding. It's kind of amazing that place oh, is still classic. Open. That place loves exploding. Love it. Uh, and then they and then uh, Devin wrote the Preppy Murders. Oh, the best. I mean, R.I.P. <laughs> the best, Brett. the worst. Yeah. Many things. Many many things. This episode was directed by Anne Kerrigan. This is her first episode of Riverdale. Ooh, we got a woman director. It's yeah. been a minute. She previously directed on something called Cowboys, uh, hmm. a short called The Jury, a short called Hot Seat, and a TV series called The Impossibilities from 2015. I wonder if maybe she was like in the Warner Brothers directing program or something. Yeah, I don't know. She seems to kind of cropped up. Uh, hmm. What she's been doing the last time looks like she was also a producer on a lot of that stuff and a writer on a lot of that stuff. But Intrigued. Well, good cool for you, Anne. Hope she gets more TV directing work. You know. Yeah, I like this episode a lot. Very, I thought this was very, really fun. Yeah. Well, I have uh, I have three storylines this Ooh. week. We have across the river Vale, which is uh, works nice. better on paper. <laughs> I, I got it, though. Yeah, you, un- I, you understand the spelling? I did. I was like, oh, it's spe- it was spelled that way. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. I got it. Uh, we have uh, One Betty's Trash. <laughs> I dot, have thought of this. Yeah. And we have Reggie's Foolproof Plan. I thought you were going to do something like Betty's feet are really clean now, but <laughs> that, that's funny, too. So uh, let's do Betty. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's the shortest one. Yeah. We'll knock this one out of the park. So Cheryl tells Betty that it would be a good idea to swing by Thornhill sometime soon. What if she just never showed up? She's like, just yeah, sure, like... I'll get to it. I'm kind of busy. Well, no, actually. she she does kind of seem like she's about to blow it off. It'd be like Cheryl's something cryptic. So Cheryl's like, okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> tell, don't show. Tell, don't show. Right. <laughs> exactly. But uh, we do we do then cut. Well, next time we see that Betty walks into Thornhill and sees Polly. And Polly's aura is golden. I truly never thought this would happen, by the way. Polly like, coming did... back to life? Absolutely yeah, not. Let alone Jason no. coming back to life. Yeah, well, I thought if this was going to happen with Jason, that would it would have happened with the uh, the gargoyles. Uh, what was that? Oh, <laughs> oh you think the gargoyle gargoyles. king would have been Jason? Yeah. Yeah, that would have it... that would have been probably the best place to bring him back to give him the most time to be on the show. Yeah, yeah. But I'm happy he's working, look. Yeah, know. jobs are great. Especially are now. Great. Yeah, yeah, everyone needs a job. It's great. <laughs> so. Anyone hiring? Yeah, <laughs> give us jobs, please. It's fine. Betty, um, Betty passes out at the site. Yeah. 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 She is, has no idea who that woman is, but she's so happy she's here. So. Betty wakes up, and Polly's right there. Polly's Polly's forgiving her for everything. Did she need to forgive Betty? Did she need to forgive Betty? I know Betty's well, like Betty I feels am... really bad about it. Yeah, she feels really bad, but I'm like, hmm, what if hmm, Betty seemed like she worked really hard to try to find her? So this, I mean, I, yeah, this this Polly feels kind of like a blank slate. Like all of the bad has just been kind of washed away, which feels very much on purpose, right? Yeah, it kind of also feels like maybe her personality was, like, very sketchy, and now she's just bland without that sketchiness. <laughs> so I was going to say, you know, being in heaven gives you a taste of perspective. But then again, right. you know, I'm, we're still <laughs> waiting for the other shoe to drop with Cheryl's whole, like, 
Death will be mad. That'll probably be... Oh, this is why we're going to think zombies are coming. I'm going to say the death revenge thing will probably be the way they end the season. Yeah, I think it's going to be something that takes us into season seven. I hope it's but- less zombie apocalypse and more like psycho undead Jason and Polly. Yeah, that would be just their like terrorizing. Yeah, as like slashers. Yeah. Give That'd me like fun. a serial killer. It's the final season. Put in a serial killer who can actually rack up a body count. That would be really fun. That would be so like if they were. I don't know if you could do it secretly, like if they were secretly No, but you'd, like, people. spend an episode, you know, highlighting Kevin, and then Kevin dies at the end of the episode. And, like, do that it with be... Fangs, and then Fangs dies at the end of the episode. Uh, and then, you know, you know do it with Tony, and now you're worried because you like Tony. And <laughs> <laughs> now it's actually a problem. Do you, do you know it would be great if they took the movie Scream, and they turned that into a TV show? Oh, my God. And, and then people podcasted about it, but only the second season <laughs> of a three-season show. I think that would be... A great idea. And three, if anybody wants to... Three seasons that. with an asterisk. Right, right, right. I think that, that'd be smart. Mm. So, I don't know, just a thought. Meanwhile, in Riverdale, Betty has to tell Polly that she doesn't deserve forgiveness. She's trash. <laughs> I can't. Polly's... I was trying to explain that to Ian the other day. He's like, Joanne has this funny thing that we do in the podcast. I'm like, you're never going to get it the way I'm explaining it. So it's not going to be funny for you, but it does kill me every time. Polly's like, who told you that? And Betty has to admit it's like a serial killer and bad people almost across the board. And Polly says, I'm here to tell you that you're not trash. You're treasure. That'd be a good line. Yeah. Yeah. If only. If only. That'd be great. So Betty has a nightmare where she sees all her dark possibilities i think it's like dark river veil betty a trash bag killer betty and blood drenched betty yeah none of them are dark betty you know with the wig i think that the dark betty was just like she like a huge mistake i think it was just like something they've been trying to bury for years yeah yeah at one point they were just like dark betty isn't a kinky sex shut up like that's it (laughs) it's all it is it's fine I'm like, okay, I mean, that feels, it feels weirdly making it and feel this, very shameful. What I like, at least, is that this is the season that's finally, like, closing the book on Dark Betty, for what it's we'll worth. See. It, we'll see. It feels like there's a storyline about her finally trying to put all that behind her. But I want to clarify again, I don't think Betty has done anything that bad. That's the thing. It's just, like, finally her go- telling the writers, stop it! <laughs> right, please, like, literally, <laughs> I haven't Veronica. done anything, why do I act like this every day? Also, Veronica does, like, worse things, like, on the regular. Right, like, and we routinely. just chat about it happily afterwards. Oh, you murdered a man. That's great. <laughs> right, right. And, like, finally, at least Veronica brought up her own body count. And Betty's like, never mind. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> Thank you for telling me these things. Hey, you know who hasn't been around in a while? Drake. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Do you think she's not? Do you think Veronica, like, scared course? her off? I would love it if they just slightly revealed that, like, Veronica found her in a dark alley and poisoned her to death or something. yeah i thought that they were going into business together maybe they realized that like oh, you dude. actually can't if she turned on veronica and be like yeah you're going to jail for the absent thing <laughs> yeah it was entrapment and you fell for it i mean look i don't know if fbi agents should start like illegal uh absinthe making corporations with a woman who killed her ex-husband put a hand on her father and also kind of sort of killed that other guy i have a brand new uh i have a brand new hiram theory for the room also okay bated breath Mm, i think i i think i know where you're going but Mm. we'll we'll talk about it 
Polly forgives Betty for killing Caramel. Yeah, that was, yeah, I don't ever want to see that again. Can we just put a kibosh on that? Like, no more. She wants to know what else Betty feels bad about. And the, the thing right under murdering the cat for Betty is cheating on Jughead with Archie. Yeah, that hurt me too, In Betty. high school. <laughs> yeah, 10 years ago. Years ago. Yeah, it's okay to fall out of love with Jughead. We all fell out of love with Jughead. <laughs> yeah, we, we did do that, didn't we? All of us. <laughs> what Some else? Some of us quicker than others. Do you think, question here, because I've seen so many mixed reactions to this online, and I think it's like if you're a Barchi fan, you're going to feel one way. If you're a Bughead fan, you're going to feel the other way. Some people saw this as when Polly said this, Betty was like, like taken aback the fact that Polly said that. Like, oh, that might not be true. Contemplating whether that was true. Other people are like, confirmation, Bughead is dead, RIP. So I'm curious, what did you see it as? Because I kind of saw it more as the former, but I don't know if that's because of my inherent I see it more as, I guess I did receive it as more of the latter. It feels like Jughead is romantically off the board right now with Tabitha. Like that, despite what you may say, that's a rock solid relationship. They're not like fighting or anything, not like what Reggie and Veronica were doing or what Tony and Fangs were going through. (laughs) Right. I think, based on everything Veronica's been talking about, they want to put it in more of, like, that classic Archie zone of, like, who will be Betty or Veronica, and so Jughead, like, can't be the X Factor in that. Yeah, that's true. Right, because I guess if that is the whole thing, then if Betty's obviously going to end up Jughead. Betty's, by the, because Betty's romantic rival isn't Jughead, it's Agent Drake. Right, right, of course. That's, I wish, man. Ugh. That'd be great. Why did we get that like for five seconds? Eh, it's, it could again. still happen, you know. They're probably yeah. saving more. They maybe only have like four episodes of Drake when they when yeah. They, and so maybe they're like, hey, you want to be like more next season or a regular or whatever, and like start planning that. They, yeah, we're they're really probably out. writing seasons. <laughs> I mean, we've seen news stories. They are writing the next season right now. So, yeah, just more Agent Drake, really. So the only thing we were asking for after after 100-and-something episodes. I mean, she's got want. it. <laughs> yeah, she has it. I think we called that. I really do. Yeah, I think like, you think we made that happen? Impossible. Yeah, I think, the, the production cycle they had? Impossible. <laughs> no, but I think that we put the energy out there, and I just feel like I think we reacted the way received. they expected everyone to react when they were, like, so, in the editor room being like, what is going on? <laughs> She's so magnetic. Yeah, should we get her back? And they did, and that's great. I'm happy we're here. So uh, Polly wants to know what else Betty's freaking out about. And she's like, well, I read a whole lot of Bible stuff, and then I got really bored. So instead I watched 15 seasons of Supernatural. Amazing. You know the mark of Cain? It's the thing that Cain has is a physical mark on his arm that lets him use the first blade to kill just about anything, but then he transfers it to Dean so that Dean can kill this knight of hell, Abaddon, and then Dean uses it in the first blade and does that, but then he dies, and then he turns into a demon, and then they gotta fix that because you can cure demons in Supernatural, and they do that, and then they learn to destroy the mark of Cain, which unfortunately release- releases God's sister, the darkness, into the world, and like that's a whole other story. And Polly, exactly. Polly says, are you sure it's not a metaphor? Yeah, yeah, Polly, Polly's like, chill. <laughs> okay, it's fine. 
Also got a lot of questions about Supernatural. Clearly we don't have time. But, <laughs> but I do have questions about that. Absolutely, absolutely. Is Supernatural like all like Judeo-Christian no, making? I remember at least one time they dealt with like a jinn. Oh, and, and there there are like other gods. It seems like it used a little bit of the same rules of like American gods in that okay. gods of some religions like Zeus are less powerful now than they used to be, but are still kind of like around. Okay, that's kind of fun. Yeah. I like that. But uh, they do talk about Judeo-Christian the most, and that's the most powerful one, and that's where, you know, the devil means the end of the world and all that. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Probably some stuff to unpack there culturally, but we don't have time. Nah, we don't, I mean, come on, it's a fun CW show. They were like five (laughs) seasons, it won't be that bad. (laughs) Right, right, of course. Betty believes that despite everything Polly's trying to do, it's the serial killer gene at the end of the day. She's evil, she's dirty, she's trash. Everyone's told her she's trash. Trash. So Polly, uh, Polly washes Betty's feet. And she says, trash is dirty, and now you're not dirty, you're not trash, done. <laughs> oh, I also hate the, I hate the imagery of somebody washing somebody else's feet. It makes you uncomfortable? It really does make me uncomfortable. It always has made Do you me think if, if you met... If you met, like, Jesus Christ, just assume Jesus sure. Jesus shows up. Hi, I'm Jesus. Jesus is real. Uh, okay, uh, And cool. he's like, I want to wash your feet. Would you be like, no, thank you, Jesus? I'd be like, mm, can, like, is there anything yeah. else that we can do? What about, like, like a good handshake? Right, exactly. Maybe with gloves on? I don't know. He's been touching people's feet. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. A pat on the head, maybe. Of course. It's, yeah. He could wash my hair. Like, uh, like that would be fine. Like, you know, I love that. I love when people do that. You want to moisturize me a little bit? Yeah. No. 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 That right would make you uncomfortable too. What about just hands, really like, not feet? No, I don't really like lotion on my hands. God. Like I. That's why my hands are so dry. Like every time I go, I'm not kidding. Like I have to put on lotion a lot because I. I do. I don't think I've ever hands. noticed this about you. Thank you, John. But if I go to like the, it's not that I hate the feeling of lotion when I do it, but I hate how it feels when other people do it. When I go to the nail salon and people put like lotion on you at the end, I don't like that. And so I always, it is getting, getting nails done at a salon is a very weird feeling of like, that's not your responsibility. Why are you holding me like, (laughs) yeah, I don't, I actually don't like getting my nails done. I like having my nails done. (laughs) Right, right. The results are fantastic. Exactly. Well, that's why some of those places are the ones that are like, we're bougie, you know, have some mimosas while it's going on. I do like that. Get distracted. It is fun. Can you imagine if there was like, if if someone made like a mani-pedi spot specifically to to get men in, like like a sports clips from mani-pedis where it's like, yeah, all the screens are showing sports all the time. That's all, kind of a great idea. All the people but, working it are well versed in in nerd stuff and, and athletic stuff. <laughs> so you have like the. I'm, I don't want to be. I, don't, <laughs> I know. I kind I, of in my like head. That. I imagine the classic, like the little the little old Asian lady, just being like, "Eagles are gonna go all the way this year." <laughs> I genuinely think that's a good idea. Like now that I'm, that's a smart business model. I wonder. I mean, I often see men at the nail salon, but I wonder if it was like, like more of like even a unisex place. Yeah. yeah. Where maybe they offered like barber services and also like pedicure. Oh yeah, stuff. you could do both. Of, well, that would be. I mean, I feel That'd like infrastructure-wise, you get more complicated because you got to have mm. haircut seats that can also have the little things for your feet 
to, to put true. in. And then if you got hair coming down all the time, it's getting into the water. <laughs> right. Logistically, it might not work. But there could be both. You could have like one side. At a certain point, you're just talking about side. a spa. <laughs> Right, right. And then what if we just have massages and then also... Yeah, and then like, a, if- like, a, like a hot tub and a steam room. <laughs> it's kind of like, have you seen... I know you don't watch BoJack Horseman, but there's a there's a BoJack Horseman thing where they wanted to create like an Uber, but just for women. <laughs> like, so women would feel, feel safe. safe. Yeah. And they kept going through like the, the steps of it. And they were like, well, like men could be drivers, but not passengers. Unless they <laughs> no. were with women. And Absolutely then it, it was, not. And then eventually it just became like Uber. Again. Right, right. Like, they just went through all of the steps and they were like, it's actually just like another Uber. So I'm going to think about opening up my little man spa, though. I think that's a fun idea. All right. I have all this disposable income, clearly, to spend on new, potentially right. not You've been looking for businesses. new business ventures for a while. And I'm glad yeah. we finally landed on one. This is definitely the time of my life to do it's this. It's the right take, moment in American history to, yeah, to take, invest. Take a risk. Take a financial risk. What's the worst that Let's, could happen? Betty sees her own golden aura shine and seems really, really jazzed about that. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. And that's the end of the Betty plot. That's the end. So I guess we go to Reggie, right? Reggie has the most stuff and the ending in it. Then let's go to the other one, All right, and then we'll get the to Reggie. Vale. Cool, very fun, spooky. Yeah, love it. Jughead tells Tabitha yeah. about the alternate Jughead and everything else. He thinks he opened up portals. She says, "Sure." How? <laughs> She's so. It's so funny. First of all, I've, I've never said a bad thing about Tabitha, nor do I ever want to. But I think it's very weird here how she is a time traveler, and she seems so confused and not just like accepting of this she's like i don't understand like what to portals dimensions i feel like every actor in this show this season has had to master the subtle art of giving an exasperated sigh and then accepting the new reality yeah that's true she is probably the master of it actually jughead tells her that he found another book and this book cool. says some mind readers aren't reading minds so much as opening portals inside of minds. <laughs> Did this make no sense to you? This is great because he's like, in the same way that you thought you were a time traveler, but you're actually an angel. I, right. Like, I, know, I know you're trying to make this easier for us to digest, but it makes it so much harder. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I thought because he's clearly she hasn't she hasn't like invested in learning angel powers it's kind of too late yeah it's very confusing also what does it mean to open a portal in someone's mind oh buddy uh like uh, (laughs) apparently it means you walk up to your little desk that has comic books on it written from their perspective I guess I um, no makes no sense Jughead's wrong Jughead once again is wrong (laughs) Well, it's fine. He believes that uh, when he was in the bunker, he was just like opening portals kind of subconsciously. So like the burger wasn't like a scary burger, but it was like <laughs> he teleported himself a burger, which means some guy in Rivervale didn't get lunch. <laughs> oh, no. Imagine if you're like you're about to eat and you like look away and then you're like, what the fuck happened? But then does that mean he also like really brought Tony La Llorona or the other La Llorona there and evil cheryl i guess but cheryl's nana and like we don't see the betty in the other world but like what's the deal with betty and archie in rivervale now 
Oh, that's a whole other Anyway, thing. the multiverse is so hot right now. Yeah, it really is. So Jughead opens a dark portal in the sex bunker that looks a lot like the dark portals from Kingdom Hearts. I'm not not saying that there's a lot of anime and video game influence this season. I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous across the board in the comic books and all of that. I feel bad for all the horror nerds who came to this show for their thing, because it's not their thing anymore. You're welcome. Yeah. Well. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Jughead and Tabitha walk through the dark portal to the River Vale sex bunker. I almost wanted to call it the text bunker, but I don't know if that actually filled that. I don't know what that, I know what that means. Great. But, so I'm yeah. not going to do it. But they yeah. find uh, a bunker Jughead, because we've got three Jugheads this week. Uh, so they find Junker Bughead is still writing. And he's been writing everything happening in Rivervale all along. So he, okay, so I, well, not, I just not want to the stuff that happened in Rivervale previously, but right. he has, I guess, created whatever the status quo is that Rivervale existed, which seems to be all of the plot lines happened, but they have mm-hmm. reached a kind of stability afterwards. Okay, I, yeah, yes, it's very confusing and kind of doesn't make sense, but sure, okay. Mm. I did watch this episode. I'm just very confused. <laughs> this was a confusing episode. I actually listened to another podcast <laughs> to try to clarify it because I was like, wait, what did happen? I don't know what you're talking about. What was confusing about this week where Jughead accuses Bunker Jughead of stealing his work and then Bunker Jughead is like, nah, dude, you've been stealing my work all along. Yeah, I still have questions. You, have, so you haven't written anything original in months. Got a lot of questions. Mm. Well, he yeah. tells them everything, and and they're like, wow, that was like a really crazy five episodes, but what about Percival Pickens? He's like, He's like I don't know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, can we check the Blossom archives? Did we know about Blossom archives? No. I feel like Cheryl will walk into <laughs> scenes sometimes with a book and be like, I got it from, I guess, the Blossom archives. But. Well, I guess I, it was implied that they have like a very... Uh, deep like Although, library or something wouldn't that library have been in the house that burned down at the end of season one yeah and i guess paper is very flammable but famously uh, yeah, yeah maybe it's in like a special vault well it's 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 uh apparently gone uh it's uh, gone it's, now it's, it's it's gone he doesn't want them going up there at all he thinks uh but our jughead thinks river vale is bleeding into river dale Bunker Jughead just doesn't want them interacting with themselves. Which I get, I guess. And they're right? like, they're like, nah, it'll be fine. We're gonna go talk to Cheryl. And he's like, well, that's Nana in Cheryl's body. And they're like, we'll figure it out. It's fine. It's okay. Our Cheryl does weird shit too. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 whatever. Seen it all. <laughs> She's a different person every week. Yeah, really, your personality's been so inconsistent, it doesn't even matter. So uh, the Brita who attends school in Tokyo 3, apparently, greets Jughead and Tabitha. (laughs) She knows Jughead from his comic books. So remember when we were like, oh, we'll never see Brita again? We actually, that was wrong. A lot of Brita, shockingly, in the past few episodes. Yeah, Uh, I'm happy with that. Who seems more stable than ever. Yeah, she's thriving. Still wish she was living with Archie, but... Yeah. Uh, that train left the station. That ghost train left the station a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, there's a universe maybe somewhere where that's a thing, but who knows? Uh, she introduces them to uh, Nana Cheryl. And Nana Cheryl Terrifying. looks terrible. Yeah, that was really, that legitimately felt kind of disturbing to see. Yeah, it was kind of. She had like the glassy eye and apparently uh, all of Nana's dementia came with her. 
into Cheryl's body. What, what a sad thing to be like, oh man, I really can't wait until I get this like young body right. and I can enjoy it. Maybe go for a run. Oh, just kidding. It's dementia. Now, and, and in this case, the, the funny thing is knowing that um, Jughead wrote this. Mm. I think it's like, ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you yes. get for killing my friend. That's sweet of him. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. Except, no, because Cheryl Agatha did that, not whatever whatever it's all it's whatever. all confusing. jughead goes in her yeah. brain and all the comic books have not been well kept they're not sealed in any way they're falling apart it's bad it's no good yeah so uh they're like i guess this was a useless trip to an alternate reality when verda comes through and asks jughead to sign her copies of super teens a series poorly titled and written by rivervale jughead <laughs> So as a, as a big comic book person, is Super Teens an Archie thing or is it a different, is it like the, um, oh my God, what is the, not Super Teens, but what is the other very similar, not Teen Titans, but there's something similar in name. Super. Friends? Super Friends. Thank you. That was going to bother me all day. Uh, it looks like Archie's Super Teens is a real thing. Oh, okay. But it that looks pretty. There, it looks like they've been writing some recently too, and it's where uh, Archie is Pure Heart the Powerful, a name that's come up in Riverdale before. Jughead yeah. is Captain Hero. <laughs> okay, if you would say so. <laughs> is this uh, his logo on his on his purple super suit? Is everyone's got heart logos, uh, but his is a uh, burger <laughs> in the heart. That's cute. Uh, Betty is super teen. And okay. Veronica is Miss Vanity. I'm going to be honest. I feel like these are perhaps the worst superhero names I've ever heard. <laughs> Except for Miss Vanity. I feel like that's very apt. That's pretty good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. But naming Betty Super Teen when they're called the Super Teens, I don't bad. think I like that. Yeah, bad name. And her logo sucks. It's an ST in the heart. It's two letters. <laughs> yeah, I don't. No, I'm so sorry. Also, they're not teens Oh, yeah, now. but there's some older art of them in the costumes, too. So I guess they've, they've actually had this for a while. It ha- it does sound familiar, but I wasn't sure if it sounded familiar because of Super Friends. Yeah, no, Super Friends is like when the Justice League was, was in the comics. It, we, for some reason, when they wanted to make a Justice League show, I guess they made it more kid-friendly or like easier to understand for a child by calling it the Super Friends. And they yeah. added like new characters, like the twins, like the Wonder Twins, who could oh, yeah. put their rings together and turn into either shapeshift into animals or forms of water. And I think there was even like a dog sidekick. Wait, remember when KJ Appa was supposed to play a Wonder Twin? Oh my and god, it took, comes full circle. They took it away so fast. Warner Discovery was like, "What the hell is this? No!" Yeah, no. And I'm like, "Tell me what it was." Yeah, I want to read this script. They were like, so it badly. seems too niche, and I gotta know. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope it was like a deconstruction thing. I don't know why. I think that's a perfect place to do it in something like Wonder Twins. <laughs> I think that they should have had like Archie turn into like a ladder or something weird like that. Like, what was it? Because they can turn into anything, right? Well, that's the, boy, the idea. I think the boy turns into water and the girl turns into animals, or the other way around. Well, I, I think, and but the water can be like anything. Like it could be like a right. right. It could be like ice. a torrent. Yeah, uh, yeah. It will, like, he can like fill whatever he's in. You know. Yeah, it's a weird ass superpower. Though. It's a, it's, it's like a, yeah. It's you really got to work hard to make that power cool. Yeah, and also like <laughs> to have it be live action. Uh, but <laughs> it's it's a little. No, we've actually a new gotten power. pretty good at simulating water. 
There is, um, yeah. I mean, you were gonna see, right? Because like Avatar Two is. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. Like the level of water animation you're likely to see in that, you you might not even be able to register that it's all digital. The fact that I was in high school when that movie came out and when a sequel was announced. Yeah, yeah. Is... No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Taken a while. Yeah. I think James Cameron, you know, likes to invent new technology when he makes a movie. He must have just been so rich from Titanic and Avatar and Terminator and all that that he just didn't have to make a movie for like 12 years. Yeah. And think about I it guess. this way. We're like, you know the stories of the set of Titanic. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was I was a Titanic girl. Okay. All right. So like people are freezing in that water. It's a nightmare. Yeah. And like now he's making movies on like a digital soundstage. That's got to be easier. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be people... like driving less people crazy or hurting people or costing money in the same way. Well, I think he's still torturing Kate Winslet because he oh, right. there was a whole article. Oh, right. Where she... I forgot. <laughs> yeah, she has to be like underwater for like six minutes like literally underwater That's and right. she had to like train for it so this some, guy was some like people i'm an idiot change. he's like he's like yeah, yeah yeah motion control stage whatever can i do that underwater and then like got <laughs> right. the entire cast to train to be like tom cruises at holding their breath and, and i love it. performing motion capture acting underwater so that they could get the physics of the characters right if they're underwater in the motion capture I... rig this movie better not be bad. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of like at this point where like if James Cameron says he has five more movies, I'm like, show me what you got. I can't. I but can't like, imagine. I'm also good luck to the marketing team of like restarting this engine that has been cold for a while. The takes there have been so many takes on Avatar in the thirteen oh, years yeah. since. It's a very enjoyable, very boring movie. Not boring, <laughs> but very, um, it's like a very enjoyable movie. Very without... well made, kind of by the numbers. Exactly. By the numbers is what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> like, it's not reinventing anything except for the the visuals of it, which are incredible. But I, I still always felt like they were animated. I don't know. I It never quite felt like they weren't animated to me well they are animated but, right like a little bit yeah but like the idea of it was that you were supposed to feel like oh this was a real the, world they should be able to convey emotion oh well yeah the the humans always look a little bit like they're not really there yeah it just didn't yeah no it didn't really work for me that well but i i mean i let's see well, yeah who knows maybe maybe all you need is years later <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah I think it's gonna, it's like, it's, the irony is, like, from what I hear, like, the long view of what he's trying to do here is, like, covering decades and centuries on this planet, and maybe beyond, and it's kind of funny that it's, it's like a Dune type thing, where, like, Dune yeah. covers so much time in that realm that, like, but, like, you know, if you don't like sand... You got Avatar. Yeah, right. Hey, oh, did you Avatar find that Avatar is wet dry? dune. <laughs> wet dune. Gross. Yeah. Uh, no, not spice. Unobtainium. Hey, that's true. It's very similar. I assume. I've not seen dune, but I know about the whole... Well, they don't snort unobtainium. Or they haven't figured out how to yet. I, yet. Five movies, we'll see where we get. I mean, Maybe yeah, they'll figure it out. By its nature, unobtainium should be able to do most things. Is that like unobtainium? unobtainium? It's like a science term. It is okay because I yeah. thought it was just like no, everyone oh, made you fun can't of obtain it. it. Yeah, but it's like it's 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 a science term for like 
if we could find some kind of unobtainium that could conduct x to y then we could do z you know uh yeah so and i guess the idea is if you named this thing unobtainium it can do all of it okay well that feels confusing. it's like it's like um <laughs> it's like palladium <laughs> oh palladium. from the tv show riverdale oh right where oh, man let's where we talk about check this that? out <laughs> check this out so jughead and tabitha are reading about this comic book and apparently their villain in the comic is a mad wizard called percy the perverse wow of, terrible name of all the <laughs> of all the adjectives buddy you don't you know you don't choose those for yourself either <laughs> yeah also i know is perverse the same thing as perverted it's yeah in that in that in that category yeah so okay a choice yeah in my D&D game, my player characters had to evict a guy called Omos the Obstinate. And like when they're reading about him, means. obstinate means like like you kind of take issue with people very easily and are quick to anger. <laughs> I wanted to be oh, like, okay. this guy will fight you. But I thought it was funny that they started referring to him, who, to him as Mr. the Obstinate. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I thought they were going to start referring to him as abstinent because they could not say obstinate because it's not as common of a word. No, no, yeah. no. It's super easy. Barely an inconvenience. See, Tabitha and Jughead want to go talk to Jughead, but they can't just walk into Popsall. Jughead and Tabitha are in Popsall day. I do like the commitment that River Vale, Tabitha's hair is a different color than Ooh. our Tabitha. I didn't notice that at yeah, all. Yeah, hers uh, gets a little bit more of a lighter brown. Huh. I don't have, like, the best words to describe it. I think that's fine. I don't think we have a word to describe that, actually. I'm, like, trying to be, like, ombre. Is that the thing? Or uh. So ombre would be, like, if you had dark hair at the top and then it got, like, progressively lighter. Okay, so it kind of is. Yeah, but not, like, yeah. super light by the bottom. Yeah, so that's ombre. Yeah. That's what you would say. Yeah. the word I was looking for was gradient. <laughs> right. No, it's not gradient. I mean, it is a gradient, and, but, like... I mean, this would make sense yeah. in PowerPoint, so... Yeah, it would make sense in PowerPoint. I would say ombre. You got it, though. That's pretty good. More than most people know. Do you remember when, like, your biggest artistic visions was just, like, using word clip art in a PowerPoint presentation as a kid? Oh, yes. You're like, but what color is it going to be? My also, yes, I remember it was always, I really liked, like, the blue, pink, purple one. That that was cool. And I remember really hating the ones where it would, like, be in the center. Like, it would be like a... I hate it when it would go vertical. You're like, I yeah, wasn't I ready for that. Like that. Yeah, no. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> now now it's like if you put one of those in a professional presentation, you, you <laughs> get out. <laughs> get out. Get out. We don't do colors here in business school. Mm-hmm. So uh, River, River Vale Tabitha, or Tabitha V, if you will, takes out the garbage, and then she hears uh, her voice around the corner. She doesn't quite clock that, though. And then when she rounds the corner, she walks out the back door again instead. She's been trapped in a time loop. Oh, no. So Tabitha Tabby. D meets Jughead V in Pops and asks him to come back home with her, where she introduces Jughead to Jughead. Very confusing episode. And, and, yet, and yet every character in the episode, they've got it on lock. They know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I'm following every single thing. Jughead D explains what's been going on in Riverdale. Jughead B is like, yeah, I believe in the multiverse. Didn't you hear about my episodes this season? So uh, Tabitha asks why he gave his powers to the, these powers to these characters in this way. 
And he just kind of, like, shrugs it off. He's like, I don't know, it kind of felt, like, right for each character. I guess. I, I don't know if I feel that way. Do you feel that way? Uh, Archie's kind of makes sense, right? But Archie's Jughead's makes sense. only makes sense when he's deaf. Right, right, that's true. Tabitha's... And uh, Betty's... Uh, Betty's uh, suck. Yeah, Unless Betty's they're different barely... in the comic, I, I could I could do to read some super teens, I guess. But yeah, unless there's, I'm sure they're different Damn. in the comic. But I should have thought about this before. I went to the comic book store today. If they had had some oh. Archie super teens, I would have picked that up in a heartbeat. Maybe next time. Yeah. On this well, of I'll all weekends, Comic Con weekend. On this, on this, the holy day of Comic Con <laughs> weekend. Holy day of Saturday Amazing. of Comic Con. Peak Amazing. day. Is it? It's only Saturday, Sunday. Thursday right? through Sunday. Okay, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like Thursday is kind of like you know, not of course not everyone's gonna be there. Uh, yeah. So it's like kind of like lead in stuff. It's kind of like if we need to spill out into any day, we do more on Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Friday is like die hard day, and whoever wants to get marketing out the door before the big stuff hits to like get a day of good press so like that's the perfect place to put down a dungeons and dragons trailer and then saturday is like usually the the big day of like yeah hall h is going to be full with the marvel presentation wb presentation the other third thing Uh, did we get a marvel presentation i don't know i haven't really been on the websites today yeah and then sunday is like you know you got some big stuff but it's also Mm -hmm. the lead out yeah like a music Wrapping festival. I, yeah, I actually would really like to go to Comic-Con one year. I've never been. My my life goal is to be on a panel at Comic-Con. Oh, Do you think they'd give us a panel? Us? <laughs> I don't know. I In mean, like maybe. a closet, like, yeah. Yeah, they'd be like, no. <laughs> this is our panel. What are you talking about? Yeah, this is actually it. We this is, this is us explaining the plot of Riverdale. <laughs> How would they know? How would anybody know? We could just be a virtual panel at Comic-Con, yeah. made available to all of you guys for free. Yeah. Speaking of Comic-Con, Jughead nice asks where, where the idea for Percy came from. <laughs> and, Turns uh, out... Jughead V says, a recurring nightmare, which as we all know from Doctor Strange... All dreams are visions into alternate realities. I just watched a clip. I'm not seeing the new Doctor Strange, but I watched a clip of Wanda uh, talking about having dreams of her little kids yeah. set to a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> so, oh, so you've basically seen the movie. Yeah, so I kind of get Produced, the vibe. Yeah, you know, you kind of get it. She's very, yeah. she's very cool in the movie. She's very powerful. She's so pretty. She, yeah, That's, beautiful. You're yeah. like, I kind of let her do what she wants. <laughs> Yeah, I would. She sounds like she knows what she wants. Like, I don't know. This isn't. I don't like this version of America. You can have her. Yeah, please, Jesus Christ, please, <laughs> let the Scarlet Witch take over. It's fine. Oh no, no, no! I'm talking about the character named America. Oh, that's not what I thought. No, I never know, mind. I know. I, when you agreed with me, I'm, I was immediately thinking she doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I, in general, America has not been fun. But no, I no, know you're nothing right. No. about this character, Scarlet Witch. Please take over America. <laughs> Yeah, please, please. I would love that. Would love that. You wanna, you wanna live in Westview? You want the sitcom life? That sounds amazing. Yeah, you wouldn't mind. What if you get also her nightmares every night? <sighs> That's so annoying. Why do I have to choose? Huh? <laughs> so, if in in Wandavision, if every night they have Wanda's nightmares, but also mm-hmm. your dreams and nightmares are all views into alternate realities, huh? Don't overthink it, John. Don't overthink a, it. What a thing to get lost in. 
Huh. We are really on track this week. Yeah, I don't know why. Is it the heat? I'm it's, getting very it's distracted. It's also like a super dense episode. This is going to be a long it one. It is. <laughs> this is a long one. Well, we can, we'll go. Okay, so what happens now? I, I don't know. So How long have we been going? Oh, it's almost an hour. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, let's, right get, let's get back into it. We'll do it. Jughead V tells them that the comic book series ends with Percy killing everyone. Why? Right, that sounds like a horrible yeah, book, I'm going to be that honest. That sounds like a real bummer ending to your comic book. And he says that he wanted to be uh, the biggest comic book writer in the world, bigger than Alan Moore. Do you know who Alan Moore is? Uh, the biggest comic book writer in the world, John? I'm not an idiot. So. <laughs> I mean, you could get away with that answer in some <laughs> Exactly, there you go. But uh, to do so, he had to write stories that would ultimate darken the world. Who would make you that deal? Well, the devil. Yeah, Lou. Lou. Cypher. We call him Lou. Well, yeah, Tabitha, like, says Yeah, just, Mr. Like, Cypher and Tabitha's like, Mr. I know Cypher. who you're talking about. I had a conversation uh, with an angel at a diner. Right, of course. And he tells them that they could meet the devil tonight at a chess game at La Baby Lion, the ultimate battle between good and evil. It's a chess game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Raphael and Lou play the Queen's Gambit, the game. And yes, that is what they call chess. That's what they call it. And Lou wins. Yeah. And he's congratulated by Veronica V. So is Veronica evil in this universe? Uh, I think she's complicit in every universe. Right. right. That's true. Yeah. She's certainly not making things better. No, she's not helping. So that's... No. Tabitha thinks this means evil is defeating good everywhere, even at home. It's inevitable. Interesting thought. Yeah, <clears throat> the devil. I feel that way. So <laughs> feels yeah. that way outside of the show too. Does every universe, every single fucking universe? It's okay. I'm fine. I'm doing fine. The devil enters. Just when they're speaking of him, they want to ask some questions. Then they'll leave. And he's like remarkably open to that. I figured he'd try to make yeah. a deal or something. He's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm not really. You know, it's a one-off. <laughs> I feel like he's not. Like I don't think he's evil in the way that Percival is evil, I think that he is just there to, like, take his souls and collect his debts and shit. He's kind of like, like doing the, the thing Lucifer from Lucifer was doing without the fun. Right. She's like, yeah, I don't <laughs> know. I just fun. do devil shit. What? I'm not a complicated right. guy. Exactly. That's how I feel. Like, Percival has, like, an agenda, yeah. and, like, he seems <clears throat> like he's just a fucking awful person. Ooh. Yeah. They, they they asked the devil, uh, Percival Pickens, you know him? He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I bought his soul centuries ago. You should see the way they reveal it in the other plot line. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it, though, for now. Yeah, don't think about it. Uh, tell, they tell him that uh, he's in Riverdale now. Lou says sure. uh, immortality, as far as, like, you know, deals with him go. It always backfires. But this is the first guy to loophole their way to another reality. So confusing. So if so. Percival dies in Riverdale, does his soul not go to Satan? I don't think he can die. <gasps> well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess my thought was immortal youth, but not like impossible to kill. I no, I think that I don't. That's a good question. No, I think he can't die for now. I think he's immortal. But like, like he's always real. like, I mean, he's been physically threatened. Like if if. Cheryl wanted to light him on fire, and he was like, better not get lit on fire. And if he's, like, immortal and can't be killed, then 
Uh, but like, yeah. what, maybe he doesn't have like a healing factor or anything like that. I don't know. Right? Maybe he just doesn't want to be on fire. The definition of immortal weirdly is stretchy. Well, what if it's that he can die? He can't die, but he can be hurt. Like he can feel pain. Right, but like you can't. What you can't kill him. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Because like I could see that because he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be lit on fire. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. There was about this uh, Torchwood yeah. run uh, uh, where like this show torchwood no one could die but like you could blow a guy up that's all living tissue though it's still Ew. living yeah nuts so what happens you just live in different parts I, yeah and i assume uh feel incredible all those parts are feeling incredible pain all the time that's horrible that's a horrible idea yeah yeah they had they fixed it that's good thank god they were there <laughs> Yeah, good, great. Well, uh, that's very disturbing. Lou can't get involved here because of cosmic rules. You know how it is. Sure. <laughs> okay. All right. He thinks they are going to lose. And to that, Tabitha says, nah, because we already moved Pops to safety. Oh, about that. Yikes. Chuckhead um, hears Lou think to himself, that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a stupid plan, actually, from the beginning. Ooh, I- that was the worst thing you could have done. <laughs> Yeah, I actually did think that this was silly, but... Oh, I was into this uh, as a, as the turn. I mean, I, especially the one word that pops up. Yeah. See, uh, it's not the diner, it's the land. It's the spot where Percival was right. left in a stockade to die, where he met the devil and made their deal. And in all realities, it's the site of a hellmouth. So that's very Buffy, that's fun. And in one reality, you know, the, yeah, the slayer is chosen. <laughs> Is Tabitha now I hope, somewhat I hope Agent Slayer? Drake is the Slayer. Imagine. Oh, she could totally. Yes. Boom. She has that faith energy boo, boo, for boo. sure. Yeah. Yes. Betty is Buffy and she is Faith. Oh, my God. But they'll actually get to kiss. I mean, that sounds like something they should do for Halloween. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, they should do a couple's it's costume a couple's for Halloween. Costume. <laughs> and I, Archie's, I think, I think, Archie's Xander, <laughs> which means he's just sad yes. in the corner and a problem sometimes. <laughs> That's a great idea. I I think we should pitch this to but them. But his hair is his normal call. color. He's going to be... Yeah, be, I can't imagine Xander as a redhead. I think that would be, That'd be so very weird. unsettling. Yeah. Well, yeah. It would very. also be funny to, for Archie to do, like... Um, um, no, what is his name? Uh, Angel? No. Spike? No. Seth Green. Oh, yes. A wolf man? Yeah, but what is his name? Oh, wait. Hold on. No, I know it. If... Um, a B C D E F G H D K. No, if uh, come back to me. <laughs> Seth Oz. Green Buffy. It's Oz. Okay, that's not that far from Seth. Pretty pretty good one syllable name. Yeah, yeah. KJ is Oz. He had the best dialogue. I don't know what it was. He was good. Yeah, he was cute with uh, Allison Hannigan, Willow. Mm-hmm. Pops has been keeping the Hellmouth contained this whole time. It was like a plug, which would put. The white worm and and Lebone nut in the hellmouth. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's a confusing. Which one might too. explain a lot of like why nothing ever works down there. It's like, oh yeah, that's why I was constantly in the red. That makes so sense. I thought my job was hell. Oh, weird. It was. Hmm. Hey, it's Ethel. Oh, I love Ethel. This is when I texted you and me like, what the fuck? Why isn't this girl work? <laughs> She's pissed that Bunker Jughead let our guys in and let them leave he doesn't have control of those things no he can't leave the bunker 
Do you think these two are like in a relationship? Ethel and Bunker Jughead, only because I like, didn't... Ethel in the comics famously is has like a Loves... thing for Jughead. Yeah, I don't think so. I didn't get that vibe, but I think she still, like, loves him. I think she's playing it like she's pretty well scorned by his actions. Yeah, but I also have this idea that, like, she has... Remember when she had, like, the Griffins and Gargoyles thing with him? And I felt like she yeah, thought that... Yeah, that was super weird. Yeah, she thought she was, like, his princess or something. That's kind of the vibe Man, I got. we really did lose something. The, the school setting still had early on at least those like extra characters where it kind of filled out the world a little bit ever since the time jump it really has just been like this small group of friends it has been but well the group has gotten bigger because we've gotten like more tony and fangs being like around consistently right right. um and stuff like that but yeah we kind of lost like the ancillary characters Mm -hmm. she much like us wants to know how rivervale and riverdale are still connected we thought we ended this storyline we did not. She, we did not. She asks uh, Jughead if anything weird happened around the explosion. He he recalls that Betty and Jug and Betty and Archie got that weird call. Mm. God damn it, Bunker Jughead! Well, and then Ethel Ethel basically is like, "You called because you still love Betty." Yeah. And that's when I was like, "Is there?" So you're saying there's a chance? I'm saying there's a chance. And then Jughead and Tabitha D are like, we're just going to get out of here. <laughs> this isn't our problem yeah, somehow. You guys seem like you got to deal with this. <laughs> I'm, You know I'm kind of holding out hope for uh, for Betty and Jughead somehow. I don't know why. I, I know because earlier in this recording you said, I read this scene as <laughs> maybe there's a chance. <laughs> I think there's a chance. I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen soon, but I do worry that they're going to kill Tabitha. And that's going to be a thing. And then they're going to get back together. Well, she's an angel. But, so, like... Yeah, I think it's going to be... Yes. I think ain't, usually angels are already dead. Right? So that's you know, the confusing that depends. thing. Uh, I, I don't think <laughs> in the Bible angels are dead souls. They're like... They're their own a thing. A whole other they're thing. They're scary. Yeah. Apparently, they're terrifying looking, apparently. Yeah. This is Yeah, watch more evil. Thing. Come on, you could see some scary angels. Or maybe that's why I think that they're scary, because maybe you told me they were scary in, in evil. But uh, I can't remember if that's see, in the Bible. Did you ever see Noah? <laughs> the Russell Crowe Noah? No. Was that good? It looked so boring. Uh, uh, visually, it was really cool. But like they were using some like ancillary Bible materials to be like, yeah, there's like rock monsters and stuff. Yeah, those are That's angels come to Earth. They look crazy, don't they? That's kind of fun. Yeah. Eh. yeah. Anyway, Why? Reggie's foolproof plan. Do you remember Reggie's foolproof plan? <gasps> He's got a knife. No. He's got one knife. <laughs> oh, yes. And it gets taken away pretty quickly. So, I do like this scene. So it's the eve of war. Oh, the gang cool. has an edge because Percival doesn't know that Archie and Jughead aren't dead. Oh, no. <laughs> so they, they gather for their own rumor mill to lay out all they know about Percival. He's a, he's a sorcerer who gets stronger the closer Bailey's comet gets. Oh, so we know about the comet. Right, we, I know, felt like we, we know about in... the comet. Okay. Uh, yeah, cool. I think Kevin told them anything they don't already know. Cool. Phil did it. He's Good he's uh, he's building a ghost train that will grant him power for the souls of the dead. Obviously. Sure. I still don't know what that means, but baby yeah. immortal is a threat to his future. I guess. Okay. Sure. 
the cool. Pickens family has a history in town. They're bad. They're racist. We hate yeah, them. The worst. Uh, and yeah. Percival has no history at all. What crazy? And what does he want? And what about their powers? Well, I don't find know. Out their powers. We already know their powers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we do know that. Okay. <laughs> so there's this. Uh, there's a super weird scene that looks like uh, Alice and Percival are green screened into her house. Yeah, I yeah, I guess it's like a TV interview. No, no, this no, before the TV me. interview. It's where he asks oh. her to do the TV interview. But I'm saying they like sit down at the kitchen table huh. and like, the way it's shot <laughs> makes it look like they've been green screened into the house. Do you think that they just weren't there? I I think the house might not exist by the end of the season. That would make sense. Weird though. Like if Super they had to do weird. like a pickup or something later. I don't know why, yeah. but yeah, this, this uh, there's something weird about off about this scene and the way it's shot. Yeah, I'm gonna rewatch it and see. He wants he wants her to interview him on TV, Barbara Walters style, which means she's gonna get him to cry. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll broadcast the live execution of Kevin, Reggie, and Reggie's dad. Or will they? Alice think of the ratings? And Alice is like, mm. oh, I do like ratings. Okay, <laughs> she does like ratings. <laughs> I'm, for some reason, I'm imagining Purd happily in this scene. I do like ratings. I just can't imagine anyone outside of Riverdale is watching this station. Yeah, I so. don't think Riverdale local news goes very far. But I think it would right. get picked up by major outlets when they found, once they found out that they live shot and executed yeah, I, on I American feel like soil if, in 2022. If they're, uh, they're going to be picked up from other outlets, I don't think they would want that. <laughs> so I don't think uh, Percival cares. I guess he's going to take over the whole world, so just starting with this little Riverdale. Yeah, he starts, he, he, you know, he knows, he knows his limits. He starts small. He's going to build his way up. Yeah, yeah. So Veronica swings by La Baby Lion and sees three guillotines. And uh, There they are. And she also meets Sad Dad Security. And they tell, <laughs> it's Tom Keller and Frank. And they tell uh, Veronica that she doesn't work here anymore and kick her out, showing her their guns. They're very scary this week. They are. I Frank, actually, not that I'm scared of him, but I feel like he has a very unsettling presence about him. I've seen that actor who plays Frank in a lot of other stuff, and he usually plays characters much closer to what he does in the scene with the knife. Makes sense. He has that presence. He, yeah, which is, I think, the thing that he's like, using as his backstory for the sad man he is usually for his trauma boy. Makes sense. Yeah, wasn't he a mercenary? Oh man, I just remembered yeah. uh, last season when we just like had a nice friend who stayed for a while and then left. Yeah. wasn't a murderer. Yeah, what was his name? I can't Why remember. Paul? No. <laughs> it was Eric. It, it was, was Eric. Eric. That's Eric right. It was, was just name. Eric. That was his name. Eric. Not, not the trash bag killer, just yeah. Eric. Well, anyway, uh, Veronica can access the security cameras from home, so she gets eyes on the Redemption Boys. And she sees from there that Reggie's dad has a heart attack. That's when Sad Dad Security Aww. comes in. And that's when Reggie puts a knife to Tom Keller's throat. Frank calls him a clown. Tom asks Kevin if he's alright with this. Very intense scene. Frank promises he's going to shoot Tom to stop Reggie. And I believe he'll and do I it. I thought... Why not, in that case, I don't know if this is just my dark mind, I was like, oh, cool, then just kill Tom. <laughs> you would think that <laughs> so... Reggie wouldn't. Reggie's all about dads right now. Right, he loves his He dad. loves dads. 
Yeah, I was just like, if he killed Tom, then he could have the knife still. Uh-huh. And Tom is bad now, so like, you know. Right. But I guess you shouldn't kill Tom. I don't know. Not you. I mean, you yeah. shouldn't, right? You shouldn't, but it would be the most effective solution. <laughs> I don't know if they'd get out of the room if Tom dies, though. And then you've just got Frank with a gun pointed at them all. Right, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's true. They, they were they trying to go for gun. the bargaining chip. Yeah, but then they would have Tom's gun, and then there's two of three of them. Who? Which of these three guys do you trust with Tom's gun? Reggie? Kevin? Reggie's dad. Definitely not Kevin. Reggie's, Reggie's dad. Reggie's dad knows how to hurt people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think we forget that Reggie's dad is not, like, a great man, but uh, he's, I, he I never forget. He is consistently portrayed as a very weak man. He's portrayed very weak, but then it's like, but remember he, when He's he been like, hurting Reggie for a long time. Yeah, I feel like we just can't get over that. And you I, and me? I don't Definitely not. Uh, because no. parents who beat children are, are bad. They're bad people. I think that's, you know, the party line. That I think we're that's a pretty with. cool place to, yeah, draw the line. <laughs> right, right. That sounds fair. Anyway, what happens with these guys? Oh, well, uh, uh, Kevin tries to reach out to Tom. And Tom tells Kevin this will make him more famous than he ever could have gotten on his own. Which is just the way they are roasting Kevin. (laughs) At that point, I think I would be like, you know what? It's been a fun Kevin's like, I'm I'm not going to try anymore. Yeah, I'd be His father. His father said that to him. That's the meanest. If my parents ever ever said anything even close i would just crumble into tiny little pieces imagine if he popped back in and be like and then i'm gonna sprinkle your ashes in broadway (laughs) oh that's so sad oh somebody uh, mentioned i forgot who it was in our dms on instagram that kevin did have a play performed in katie keen and i was like i completely forgot definitely did not (laughs) yeah Well, well, I so guess sad. it didn't go well for him. Didn't go well enough. And I saw that show, and I just don't remember I that episode. Think, like, so. Roberto is like, yeah, if you know, if there had been more seasons of Katie Keen, Kevin would have been on Katie Keen, but there aren't, so he's here. Right, I, I agree. I think he would have maybe moved over and like, if there was like a season, it two, just would have felt natural have. to eventually put him in that show. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because he would just leave Riverdale at some point, yeah. maybe before the time jump or after the time jump or during the time jump. Alice begins the interview, which Percival immediately turns into a monologue to tell his story, which begins in 1580. A time that we've never visited before. But a time that we theorized about. Now, he's not hes not the thing that was already here when they arrived. But right, he, which I thought. He yeah. is a colonist. He is a founder of a settlement on Sweetwater River with Archie, Betty, Jughead, and Cheryl's ancestors. Yes, and a goat. There's also, There's also a goat, a goat. there. Um, no, no yeah. word on the goat's descendants. Right. Except that's actually Bingo's descendant. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Bingo was a goat once, many <laughs> oh, years oh, ago. Yeah, yeah, of course. The soul becomes a new. Yeah, or you know, evolution. <laughs> Famously, that's, that's how it's right, made. right? Like Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. So what was Personal do- Percival doing back then? Well, he was going to the woods at night to practice witchcraft and sorcery. One night, yep. Asha Andrews catches him trying to sacrifice Britta to the devil. So they <sighs> trap him in a stockade in the woods to wither away and die. That is that is probably the worst way to die. It's not a great way to die. Yeah, but, no. Uh, then he sees the devil come to him. And I, and I did kind of notice that it is Lou Cipher as the devil in this shot. 
I like couldn't even see him. It was very dark. Yeah, but like only on the second watch. The first time I I didn't. I they really got me with the with the reveal. You're like, oh, it's just a guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, is this the devil from Sabrina? Yes, imagine it should the be. devil from Sabrina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's you know that's, that's our main one. They have different devils. Yeah, Cheryl Blackwood. I forget his name. No, Cheryl Blackwood was like the priest guy, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 He wasn't the devil. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl is delighted to have Jason back so they can spend time together in contemplative silence. I love Great that. Great line. Yes. He, I'm so curious what their relationship was like when he was like truly alive. Still a lot of silence and drinking milkshakes together. I guess, yeah. Weird. Very they weird. should just only do bits poking fun at that now like, they should but he they just like sit down together and like they cheryl could be with tony and then she'll still be like yeah we're gonna get one milkshake to share my brother and me <laughs> yeah like on the same tony side will the be like sitting there can i also get a milkshake <laughs> love it love this for me love my choices jason speaks he's got lines he's agreeing he does especially because now he doesn't have to get drafted for that war and cheryl says oh. the what now Oh, no. So uh, Cheryl tells Archie that Percival's racist ancestor is running around heaven. Why is he there? He's running around heaven recruiting souls <laughs> That's a good question. to get shipped to Riverdale on the ghost train for war. Why is, why is he there? Great question. Didn't think about it once, but yeah. Oh, that's upsetting. Archie okay. hears all this and says, so you're telling me there's still time to build a bomb and blow up the train tracks? Sure, Archie. Sure. And then Veronica calls Archie and tells him about the Redemption Boys, and they're on the chopping block. And Archie says, but what about blowing up the ghost train? <laughs> he had one idea, I'm, one track I'm mind. really, I'm focused here. Yeah, he really, really wanted that. Even though we've learned many times that destroying the ghost train is, like, not the it's way. Not the move. No. He was building the ghost train last time. Mm -hmm. Very confusing. So... Alice asks if Percival took the devil's deal. Yes. And he got immortality thrown in the mix. He's very proud because that means he won't die. So he, how does he go to hell? Right. Sure. Right. Is that what happens when you sell your soul to the devil? You go to hell? Um, It's like the devil and Danny Webster or whatever that one's called where like the devil comes back for this guy's soul after years of success. And says, oh, no, I don't just rip it out of you. You're coming to hell. Let's go. Fun. There are other, I guess, interpretations that it's like now your soul is guaranteed bound for hell when you die. Okay. That's the one I use in D&D. &D. I mean, that makes more sense, I guess. But who would take that deal? Short-sighted people. Really short-sighted yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember, do you ever watch Reaper? No, I like think maybe like one episode on ABC. Yeah, that was that was a fun one, catching souls for the devil. But there was one episode where they met this like asshole guy who had sold his soul for like great success, great wealth, and now he had like an incredible security system, high quality, everything that could keep the soul, the devil's bounty hunters out, and a plan to confess to all of his sins with a priest right before his death that would cleanse his soul and like send him to heaven. Why doesn't he just do that now? Because he like still wants to waiting. live his life of debauchery right until the very end. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's like he won't yeah. get the success if he confesses his sins. Okay, hmm. that's another short-sighted person. Yeah. 
Mm. But he has a plan, right. so I appreciate right. that. Yeah. Now I'm just thinking about dogma. Yeah. I love that movie. movie. The arch yeah. that cleanses your sins and it's like, oh no, not these guys. <laughs> wait, is that the wait? Is that the fast food restaurant? No, no, no. Is it's that, the whole the whole plot is that the church archway is like inscribed to like cleanse you of your sins as soon as you enter and so if ben affleck and matt damon walk through it then the first angels that god like sent out of heaven and punished will be cleansed of sins and that's like impossible and that like ends the world right but it doesn't something happen at the fast food restaurant yeah yeah movies they like go into the movie's headquarters and like kill everyone right because the false idol it's a it's a golden cow Yes, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Great movie. It's a great, great movie. Really fucked up. I I think my favorite Kevin Smith movie. No, it is mine for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they like clip the wings and it's like really gross. Right, yeah. Yeah. And then Alanis Morissette is uh, uh, God. That is, she's so cute in that movie. I love her. (laughs) She's in the hands. She's the best. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, she's so cute. I love it. Riverdale. Vale. Riverdale. Oh. <laughs> Percival says that he was walking around for 400 years collecting forbidden knowledge to destroy River Vale on his return. What? But then, as he's walking into town, an explosion goes off. Oh, And the no. V on the sign changes to a D. That would be very confusing. He found himself in a new universe. And in that universe, he saw an opportunity as the most powerful being in a world without magic. So it's just a coincidence. For him. Yeah. 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 Huh. That that sucks. <laughs> so But the descendants of his enemies still existed. So he became a little stinker. <laughs> yeah, he did. But then his enemy descendants developed powers. Nevertheless, he persisted. <laughs> he remained a little stinker. Why why do they have powers? Well he thinks his arrival kind of made this reaction necessary as like a response to him sure that's a very comic booky way to just kind of be like this is happening we're moving on don't overthink it yeah it works for me i I guess guess it's okay yeah he's not worried Uh, he's he i mean who's to say if he's more right than the jughead from the other universe thing that's true yeah alice Hmm. asks percival what happens after he wins and he recounts that when they were coming over to America, all the colonists wanted good lives, workers' rights, equal rights, good, wholesome family values. Values. Sure. And he says, fuck that shit. I want a land I rule as I see fit, where my enemies are at my mercy and I can perform my darker rights. A wild, untamed land where I control every last bit, even the dead. Great. Cool. You know, I like a straightforward evil guy. Yeah, what do you want to do? I want to be in charge evil. and make bad things happen. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, All right. No, I, Clear. I know what to out. stop you from doing. Yeah, definitely don't want that. Yeah. So I guess he's going to mind control everything, including the dead. Sounds like a lot of work. Sounds like a lot of yeah. work. Yeah, I wouldn't want that at all. Yeah. That sounds exhausting. Then he says, execution, execution, execution. Mm, love that. Love that. So the gang's at Archie's house wondering, can Cheryl cast a spell? And that's when Jughead and Tabitha walking going, forget that shit. You got to hear what we've been up to. <laughs> this is our show, baby. <laughs> the Redemption boys see a portal appear and Jughead walks out to rescue them. I hope Reggie's dad pees himself a little bit. I hope so mm-hmm. too. I I want a little bit of bad stuff to happen to this I mean, man. None of them could have seen this coming. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, then we get Archie walking away from his bomb. He does not look at that explosion. Of course not. He's forged. How would he look of at the explosion? Of course. Well, Percival. Percival is downright miffed when he finds the vault empty. Downright miffed. I love that. And Frank tells him about the train tracks, too. It's a bad night. Ah, uh, uh, no. Yeah. How long until that It feels like it's been It's forever. weird. They're not, yeah. Uh, we are not operating on a show that wants to give you the timetable they are operating on. Yeah, it could honestly be 48 hours or it could be like I, six Yeah, it's months. like, is it tomorrow or does he have time to rebuild this train tracks? Because maybe you should have waited. Right, exactly. Very unclear. Very, very unclear. I do think it's funny that the ghost train is an actual train from the afterlife, like full of soldiers, yes. but it needs physical train tracks to arrive. Right. It does feel like there's a bit of a disconnect right. there. It can't create its own train tracks? They're not mm. astral train tracks? I guess not. I guess it Yeah, it needs to be like powered by like gasoline, coal. I don't know. What are trains so, Like The on? entire cast is gathered together for the first time in who knows how long. Reggie is psyched. His plan worked perfectly. <laughs> yeah, you know what? He did a good thing. He's like, I sure. nailed it. I knew this would he did. end with you guys coming through a portal and rescuing my ass. Yeah, yeah. it was a little bit of like do sex machina, mm-hmm. but you know, it worked It worked for yeah. him. It did. Yeah. Archie says they are more prepared now for the coming war. Do you remember that? Sure. Do you remember all this? Because mm. the next thing that happens this... is they get a group text. You remember... I. D- I don't remember the text. Do you remember Reggie in the room with everyone saying, like, thank God, guys, and, like, he calls Jughead Donnie Darko? No. Interesting. I don't remember. I'm so sorry. Is the I last scene really Frank telling Percival about the train tracks for you? I have to go back and watch my Amazon and see if I cut off, like, eight minutes Yikes. Or you just, like, episode. left early. <laughs> you just, like, Yeah, I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I remember the watching it while I was eating food, so I could have been looking at my food. Mm. And you're like, oh, it's you know? over. Okay. And it's over. Okay, that's kind of weird, but yeah. sure. So it's a, I'm very sorry. Very strange. It's a picture of the sad dads and Alice. They are blindfolded on their knees in front of the guillotines. And then the, What a dark thought. And the text reads that they were executed at midnight. Huh. Kevin calls it a mind game, a trick. But Jughead's narration says he's wrong. The war has begun and Percival drew first blood. Fucking... Kevin is wrong. Once again, as always. Rumor mill, oh, Kevin's man. a liar. <laughs> right. right, Kevin doesn't know anything. So that's a disturbing way to end that episode. It's a rough one, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think they'll be okay. I don't know how, but I think they will. Great. So Riverdale and Rivervale citizens of the week. Tabitha and Jughead, uh, I think, have to... They did all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good work on their part. This is really neither here nor there, but can we can we talk about KJ's hair? Oh, I didn't notice that much about it. It seems longer than it's ever been, and I'm just worried hmm. if it... I, I don't know if, I, if I'm if i overthinking this, <laughs> or if anyone else think... has, has opinions on how long KJ's hair is now. It didn't over... I don't think I really noticed that it was so long, but I'll look back. It's got a lot I... more party in the back than he's had before. Maybe they were just like, oh, we can get away with it this episode, but next episode we're really going to have to get you a haircut. But also, how are they going to have time to get a haircut? They've been really busy. Think about that. Oh, yeah, but he's been dead. Oh, your hair still Maybe grows your hair, and you're dead. That's, that's not true, John. It's not true? Um, no, that's not true. the fingernails thing, though? Like, really? Do you want to know why that's, that seems true? Why? Because you decompose and your skin cells die. So under your fingernails, if you were to kill, you know, remove mm. the... Your fingernails are going to decompose at a slower rate 
So your fingernails will seem longer. Your hair will also seem longer, I guess, too, because you are shedding skin. Gross. <laughs> Disgusting. Yikes. I wonder if the decapitated three's heads will, like, be growing hair still. We'll see. Oh. Maybe they just are still alive, but just headless. Maybe. Could be. So and then you'll get headless zombies? Is that what you want? Does yeah. That make you happy? Yeah. That'd be fun. They, they have to carry their heads and pop them back on. Fun. Like, that is fun. Yeah. Yeah. When I feel uncomfortable Definitely with within it, the price range of this show. Totally. Totally. Definitely. I feel like they could do it like, like they could cut out a hole in a table and have Alice like pop through with her head on it and like talk and be like, oh, you know, find my body, Betty. <laughs> and then that happens off camera. Find my body, Betty. So, yeah. I feel like that but could be a fun But also like one. if they're dead. I guess all we do is have Cheryl burn their bodies up and then they're fine. I don't think they're going to be dead. Well, we're getting into rumor it's just, mill, it's so. just, uh, We killed death, right? Dead, death is not the end anymore. Not within the right. current rules of Riverdale. They can just bring people back. We just have that now. Yeah, it's still a pretty fucked up way for them to go, but yeah, we'll get better. I guess they're That's fine. All I'm we can walk it off. It's just like X-Men. <laughs> we'll walk it off. Walk off that decapitation. It's fine. Just need to get a It'll little bit phoenixed. Wait, who aged like fine wine? I think Percival did a great job remaining Yeah, from 400 years, he looks really good. Yeah, I think that we're doing that. Um, what was your uh, jump shark moment of the week? Oof. Um, Where to begin? Hmm, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say just all the stuff in Riverdale versus Rivervale versus I all mean, the three Jugheads. Everything about what Tabitha and Jughead did this week yeah is the most batshit insane thing that if you went back and told me in season one what was happening now i would call you a goddamn liar (laughs) yep no absolutely i mean you could even argue that the polly and jason coming back from the dead is also absolutely yeah and and also polly washing betty's feet to cleanse her of this I mean, I guess that, yeah, whatever. That's, yeah. More symbolic than anything that If that makes Betty fine. It is kind of funny that Betty's arc this season ends with, and then Betty's sister comes back to life. So there's nothing to be sad about anymore. Yeah. I wonder if this is all going to be like a fever It's like the opposite of Max in Stranger Things, where Max is like, I have to mourn my complicated relationship with my brother. And Betty's like, yeah, same, but my sister just came back, so it's fine now. Like if so Matt, actually, like we don't. If Billy had just reappeared, uninjured and nicer than ever. Yeah, it's like I'm really sorry for all the horrible shit that I did yeah, back. You in don't have to go three. running up that hill. Come on, I'll drive you <laughs> in my car. I'll drive you in my car. No need. I never scared you no with this need. car. Yeah, yeah, Billy. There was this a really interesting uh, analysis about how like people like love Billy. But, like, they hate, like, a lot of other non-problematic characters. Uh And it's very disturbing. Yeah. Um, People are really willing to forgive bad people in a way. that Like, more mild people, they're just like, you annoy me, go away forever. Yeah. And I guess you can do that in a TV show because it's not real. But there is something kind of weird to unpack there. I think a lot about Homelander. And how oh, like, yeah. apparently this season the boys reddits were like going nuts with people going, wait, why are we redeeming this guy? Are they redeeming no, him? No, they are absolutely not. 
But there yeah, is okay. a shocking amount of fans of Homelander who haven't quite picked up on the fact that he is the actual villain of the entire series. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. What do you mean? In the first episode, he kills a plane right. with like a child. But on they're it. like, he's just misunderstood. <laughs> no. This is what he's got to no, do. He ha- he's the strongest guy. He's our. He's our guy. I don't love this. No, I really I, don't like it. As somebody who witnessed Timothy's murder on the boys, I do not like this Homelander guy. Uh, yes. Okay. So rumor mill theories. Uh, here's the big one I have, which is that I think I have a new Hiram theory. Fine. Okay. Let's hear it. I think I, think I have an I, idea. I, I think I think maybe I'm probably not the only only person thinking that, but maybe our Hiram isn't in our reality anymore. So like Percival and our Hiram were at kind of the same spot at the okay. same time. Hiram was leaving and Percival was entering and maybe Percival entered our reality and Hiram left and our Hiram is in River Vale. That would be cool. And and then maybe we got another Hiram in our reality too and he's dead now or it was a fake to death all along. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm leaning towards that they're... Well, no, that's not true. I'm not leaning towards that they faked the death because I think that now anything is possible in Riverdale. Um, sure, they could, they this could was, resurrect him. He could be in the ghost army. He could be a painting. He could be in River Vale. I'm thinking that we're going to see Hiram again. I don't know if we're going to see him in the last episode of the season or if we're going to see him... We're going to see in, him next season. And I hope I it's think super so. Hiram. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Superiron with nothing to lose, baby. Yeah, come and try to kill everybody. It's so weird because he feels so out of place now on the show. Oh, it's like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it really feels like a different show <laughs> when he was here. Mm-hmm. But I have, I don't have a lot of good theories other than I think that time travel is going to come into play in some way. With I just can't tell if this series, is, or not series, but if this season is going to end with them defeating Percival, or if this season is going to end with the apocalypse, and maybe they defeat Percival, but remember how the apocalypse... We need to remember how uh, expensive the apocalypse would be. (laughs) Well, does it have to be expensive, or could it just be they're shooting in a field? Is that what you want to see? No, but I also didn't want to see the tickle fetish uh, storyline, and I got got that. that. You did get that. So, I don't know. I think that... I think what's going to happen... Okay, so you know how Tabitha said the apocalypse only happens if Percival loses, if he doesn't get what he wants? Is that what she said? So, Yeah, so Percival doesn't want... He doesn't want the apocalypse. He wants to control the whole world. So I think that vision of the future where it's like the end of days, I don't think that's necessarily Percival's well, I think, society. You know, it might be like, yeah, the, the world's reaction to him causes that if they don't stop him. Yeah, I don't know, but I think that it's possible that they could still beat Percival and still ultimately, like, lose in a different way. Right, and then the Upside Down will have cracks in the middle of town that's going to set up an epic final season. Exactly. Look, that show did real well. Look, it did real well, and we have a huge gap between now and the next season of Stranger Things. (laughs) Three years, probably. Oh, my God. It's... They definitely, I think they said 2024, so. All right, well, good luck. Yeah, I, I heard yeah. they were like, we wish we could have just been shooting it all at once, but this fucking pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I that's a long time. It was three years between last season, yeah. I think. And you so, can tell. 
I saw a vision, not a vision. I saw an old clip of what Will, like Finn, not Will, um, Mike Finn Wolfhard looked like in season one. I mean, he, it's it's you pretty don't crazy know the way he aged. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't really tell when you're watching something. Kind of, you know, you're seeing him in the in right. interviews and other movies, so it's subtle. And then if you go back, his voice yeah, is also you so different. The show straight through, dude. And then Hopper's like, "You've grown." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm lanky now. Completely. <laughs> he's he's such a lanky little boy, but. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I don't really know where this is going other than they're going to have a big fight with Percival. Um, I do think Hiram's going to come back in some way, though we have not talked about him in a while. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Well, I wonder if the um, the stockade will come back into play in some way. You know, are, are we going to yeah. be standing in the Pops set for this final fight or when they said they moved Pops has Pops been effectively replaced by the train tracks location? I mean, they can't have the fight in the diner. Like, the, the basement has small. to still exist, right? Yeah. Very confusing. What if they're just like, they're armed with like spatulas and forks and like milkshake glasses? I think glasses. I would love that. I think that would be my favorite would be thing fun. in the world. It would be pretty fun. Just throwing milkshakes at him and be like, Get ah, good versus evil. Meanwhile, Blanca, who's actually murdered people in that very room, is like, no, guys, <laughs> it's clearly liquor and fire. Come on. Get, get out your little, uh, your little, what are they called? Lighters. lighters and, yeah, lighters and, uh, and some vodka in a bowl. It was kind of amazing that she did that. Oh, such save a good show. Day. <laughs> save, she did save she the day. It. Yeah. Well, John, we're coming up to an hour and 45 Yikes. minutes, so you're going to have to... Edit. Great time to <laughs> so, ask, what are you watching? Okay, so what am I watching? Not that we haven't um, been talking about other things all day. I finished Stranger Things. I liked it, but I did feel like um, we there, we could have done a little bit more with it, but I did like it. Like, I wanted a little bit more um You wanted Eddie. more episodes. No. <laughs> Longer episodes. No, I, I wanted I wanted each episode to be like four times as long okay, as it great, was. Great, great, great. Yeah. I yeah, I felt like it kind of felt like half of a season instead of a full season. And I think but, this is the first time they wrote a season as part one of two. But there's a couple yeah. things maybe kicked down the line a little bit too much, like the Steve Nancy uh, uh, thing. Definitely. Whatever the fuck they're doing with Will. I think, yeah, it seems like that. I'm hoping that they had planned this storyline since the beginning, because if they did, if they did, things work out much better, but I'm not sure. I like this season that he was an actual villain instead of just kind of like a monster. Was that too? Will was like kind of possessed in two. Yes, that was the second season. Yeah. Yeah. I think that because Vecna is like a person with a personality, and a backstory and feels very human. It's a much more interesting villain than kind of just the government is kind of the villain and the upside down monsters are the villains. But yeah, the fun thing yeah. was like when, you know, Papa was like, forgive mm-hmm. me for what I've done or whatever on the ground. And I'm like watching at home and be like, no, you're a bad person. Yeah. You're the worst. No. You don't get to be happy. <laughs> Also, I thought it was very weird that, like, he made them call him Papa. I'm like, that's those are not your children, you fucking weirdo. Like, Freak. gross. Yeah. Freak. Freak. Yeah. 
What are you watching, John? Uh, I mean, I'm not, like, caught up on a lot of stuff. I'm a little bit behind on most things, so I kind of just want to talk about, like, cool, cool Comic-Con stuff. Uh, the Dungeons and Dragons yeah. movie trailer, I think, looks pretty good. I like how straightforward the plot is in it, even though I saw, like, an interview where Chris Pine is still kind of, like, too cool for this shit. Of course he, like, he makes is, fun yeah. of Sophia Lillis for watching Stranger Things. He's like, you would. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? The yeah. most popular show? <laughs> Right, no, like, here's the thing, Chris Pine, literally everyone would. Yeah. So, not really sure what your deal is, man. Uh, I do have uh, stuff from the Marvel panel today. Oh, funsies, okay. Next, we're getting the Ant-Man and the Wasp sequel uh, in February. Oh, that's soon-ish. Secret Invasion, which is the show with Amelia Clark in it, and Skrulls from Captain Marvel is going to be in spring. Uh summer next year they're gonna do the echo series which is about that deaf girl from hawkeye that's that fun's like not an actress i think they're betting really oh. big on her uh gardens of the galaxy volume three is in may uh loki season two is in next summer uh july is the captain marvel sequel which will have kamala in it did you watch any of that yet not yet. I gotta She's get on fantastic. it. Fantastic. Uh, in November, they're doing a new Blade with Mahershala Ali as Blade. What is he's that? The, he's the vampire, vampire hunter. Oh, that Blade. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in fall, they're doing a show called Ironheart. Uh, uh, in winter, they're doing Agatha House of Harkness, which is the. Uh, I'm kind. Of- uh, yeah, you know. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> In spring, they're doing the new season of Daredevil on Disney Plus, Daredevil Born Again. Oh, so that's going to come from Netflix. Mm -mm. No, they're going to make it like the Disney Plus shows now. So think about that. Three three 13-episode seasons of Daredevil shot at Netflix. Hard R, pretty intense. Yeah. No budget. Like, no budget at all. Like, they're they're drenching everything in shadows, so they don't have to show that they're just, like, shooting in warehouses in New York City. Uh, yeah. And now the fourth season, I mean, you know, they're going to bill it as a new thing, but the fourth season of Daredevil is uh, going to have like millions of dollars of budget, but be right, PG-13. Mm, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then in May 2024, Captain America 4. And then in July 2024, Thunderbolts. Question. Chris Evans is totally out, right? Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. are ostensibly no longer participating in yeah, this narrative. I think, uh, yeah, I think they're done. Okay. You know, there's always the possibility of them coming back for something. But I, I, I think they have that unique opportunity to respect death and, and, and finality in a way that comic books can't because those characters don't age. Yeah, that's true. Apparently, yeah. So that's that's cool. That's cool stuff. Um. Not as exciting as it all used to be. <laughs> it comes to all yeah. I, I like that they're doing TV, though. I think that could be fun. The crazy, it is yeah, fun. The crazy thing about Comic-Con is, like, the, you know, whatever's marketing there, sometimes they really stretch the definition of, like, what you think of Comic-Con content. Like, like yes. people are like, science fiction is Comic-Con content. And I agree for the most part. But then you're like, there's a yeah. severance activation floor at Comic-Con. You're like, but that's not anyone's dream. <laughs> But I do kind of want to live there. the life of an innie. And also, Comic-Con for that? 
I I do like it is all marketing. I mean, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like we have to remember that this is all about marketing. It's an incredible it's really... marketing adventure. Yeah, I I think that's fun. I wish that they had though something like Comic Con for maybe other TV where you could have like immersive experiences and stuff for not necessarily genre shows, right. but specifically so, teen mysteries. Exactly, like teen mystery con. Maybe that'll be my dream. It'll be the male spa. Uh-huh. And then this. Each, each booth is like a murder house. <laughs> yeah, that would be so fun. Oh, man. Wow, don't threaten me with yeah. a good time. That sounds great. Yeah, you got to come to immersive stuff this uh, this fall. Be great. Good time. Good time. But anyway, yeah. So Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Stranger Things. Comic-Con. All it's fun. It's all happening, baby. It's all happening. Next week is uh, the penultimate finale. So we got two more episodes. Oh I know. And then we have a very long break. Until so. when? Like next year? I think January. Because it's, it's skipping the fall. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you got a long break. Super long break. It'll be fun. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a relaxing Who knows who will be then? Time. Wow. Probably the same. I really haven't changed since I was very young. So... I just I just pick up more interests, but I don't really yeah, ever change. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Shows come on the air, I make them my personality. So that's really it. <laughs> they go off so. the air, I forget them. Yeah, What's a that's jacket? exactly what I happens. Know. I I do hope that show comes back, but it I don't think it's going to come back. They're doing another season. Well, I know. I, what are you talking about? No, I know, but I I meant before we come back. Oh. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not sure. I heard that it was trying to do. 2022 but then i also heard that they had not filmed yet as of like this summer Here's so my thing. that feels unlikely my thing about these tv shows right they're also so sure. expensive it takes over a year to yeah. make a season eight episodes yeah. of the boys per season and it takes That's like a, a year and a yeah. half to make them they're high high quality shows i guess yeah. but it's kind of but then like that's that, why like, it's always so frustrating exist. when these shows are like and we're gonna like it's called you know, uh, it's called Obi-Wan Kenobi, and they're going to fight, but they're not going to really fight until the last episode. And we're just going to relentlessly tease that fight for five episodes before that episode. And yeah, then it's like, and, and then you're happens. gone. <laughs> Maybe there will be a it. second season in four years. I know. I'm trying to think of, like, the longest show I think I've waited for was The Wilds, because I was, like, a full two years. I mean, I'm, some anime pandemic. take a long time to do another season. Yeah. And then you binge it so fast, it's like, ugh. Well, I don't. Yeah. I try not to. You, you pay, yeah, you parse it and out. Some of the shows I know, that I do I, binge manage to come out pretty quickly. Cobra Kai seems to not take that long to produce, and then I will watch it yeah, in a day. Yeah, that's weird. I like binging shows, but then I always get, like, the binge hangover where you're like, oh. And you're like, what happened? happened? Yeah, exactly. Much like watching one episode of Riverdale and completely forgetting ten minutes of the whole plot, so. So oh my god, we're doing a Riverdale podcast. We are. Oh. We got very distracted this episode. What? I'm not really uh, sure why. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, if you want to talk to us more about Riverdale podcast or get distracted with us about anything else, you can find us on our Instagram, the Riverdale Register Podcast. That's true. And you can find me if you want to, but you don't have to, at Twitter. Uh, I am at Riley Tweets. R-E-I-L-L-Y tweets. See you you next time for more fun with centuries-old madmen from alternate realities being powered by comets so they can summon trains full of dead soldiers to take over a small township in New York State. Have a good one.
Bye. <laughs> Over and out, River Vixens.